This episode contains discussions of a violent sexual assault on a beloved character. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's podcast, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 4, Episode 7. Episode 7, Did You Hear What Happened to Charlotte King, was written by Shonda Rhimes and directed by Allison Liddy Brown. It aired on November 4th, 2010. Enjoy. So, welcome back. Yes, thank you for having me back. I missed you guys. It's been so long. Yeah, of course. To your, to your queendom. I would say kingdom, but... Please. Welcome back to your queendom. So kind, so kind. So we've told the listeners a little bit about uh, where you've been, what yes. you've been up to, but yes. do you want to let us in on your goings yes. on and maybe we'll put some links in the show notes of how we can support you? Yes, of course. Hi, dear listeners. I've missed you all, and I hope you all have been well and have had a fantastic summer. Uh, I've been spending my summer in Berkeley, California at Berkeley Repertory Theater, working on and performing in this new musical called Goddess. And it's a show that I'm really passionate about. I love the music. I love the story. And we've had a lot of great responses from it so far. And Mm -hmm. uh, we actually about that we got extended to October 1st. So we're really excited about that. So that is what has been taking me away from you all. Um, But I appreciate you all welcoming the other guests and um, the other hosts with warm and welcome arms. And I know you've been enjoying them just as much as I've been. Yes. So we're going to put a link in the show notes of how to buy tickets if you are in the Berkeley area. So unfortunately, I have not been able to see Melissa because we are, even though we're in the state of California, we are at the opposite ends. So if you are not in the US, dear listeners, California is gigantic. So we are still about, what, six, seven hours away from each other? Yeah. 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 So I was planning to make a trip. Maybe since it's October. We'll see. We'll see. I have some airline points. Yeah, let me. We got to see how it goes. But yeah. So I've been dreading this episode, not because Melissa's back, obviously, but because of the content of the episode. I've been dreading this since we started this podcast way back two years ago. We're almost at our second anniversary, which is wild. Um, Yes. But um, this was the episode that came to my mind when Jackson was like, hey, do you want to do yeah. a private practice recap podcast? Wow. I was like, what about the Charlotte episode? And here we are. Heavy. Yes. Heavy. So Ooh. we are going to do this one a little bit differently. I know we normally do we normally do it by case. Mm-hmm. But since we only have one case, really, mm-hmm. we're just going to do it chronologically. Great. Yeah. Before we begin, yes, Lee McHenry is played by Nicholas Brendan from Buffy, and I've talked about my love for Buffy on plenty of episodes, but that's where we're going to leave it. Due to the nature of the allegations against this actor and the subject matter of this episode, we're going to focus on the performances of the other actors. Okay. Uh, My first notes are like, chaotic (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, what are your first notes my first note is uh the fact that she got out of there alone like was just so stifling to me um especially like once we actually once the camera actually showed the condition that she was in um like once we got to see her from pete's point of view that was just like whew that was Mm -hmm. it was a lot Mm -hmm. like i don't even think i had expected her to be um Charlotte to be as battered as she was so that was like that took me by surprise and I said thank god Pete saw her yeah did you know it was her right away or did it take you a minute like at the beginning they were only showing like her hand or her hair Mm -hmm. could you tell it was her or did you think maybe it was a patient storyline I could tell it was her. And I think I assumed it was her because I went um, pretty back to back with the episode. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the final moment from 4-6, it, it kind of led right into it. So I, I knew it was her. Um, 
but yeah, I, I still just didn't expect her to be in as bad of a condition as she was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My first notes, it's kind of just like a paragraph. Yeah. The broken nail, locking her <laughs> underwear in the drawer, the bloody handprint, Pete blurred and then coming into focus, mm-hmm. and then the supply closet. Yeah. And it really struck me that she went into the supply closet because I feel like from our Grey's universe, we know it for, as you say, our moments in the woods. Yeah. And secret talks sort of being like the silly place to go. And then, of course, it was a safe haven for Meredith and Christina during the shooting episode of the season six finale. Mm-hmm. And now it's being used as a help station, mm. you know, what it's meant for, but also yeah. still sort of a, a sanctuary of sorts. Right. Yeah, it's been like a safe haven in both series for different mm-hmm. things. Whew. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more first notes before we go to chronological? No, that's it. Yeah, I don't have that many, like, I just watched it, you know? Yeah, same. I had to actually remind myself to take notes because it was like, it was more so, and because of how heavy it was and like, I think the effect of it, I was just like, I don't think I'm going to have a problem remembering (laughs) much of what happened. Um, Yeah. So yeah, mine, mine are pretty, my notes are pretty condensed for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My first chronological note is these nosy Nellies. Give her her room, and all the nurses are like, "Is that Doctor King?" Of course. Like who? What? What? It's the last thing that you would want. Is just like all those eyes on you after being assaulted in any way. You know what I mean? Just of people yeah, that you supervise. That part too, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so grateful for the adrenaline and the shock saving her from the immediate pain in that moment. Yes. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Cause I'm sure oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and they didn't they didn't hold back at all, even like from showing what they showed in the previous episode. Like they didn't hold back on like the um just how brutal the beating was. Yeah. Um, I felt like they didn't hold back from it and showing it. And then um, let alone in like in showing how it um, ma- manifested on her. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I totally agree. We always talk about how good the hair and makeup department is in the beauty, right? But this way, the pro- prosthetics are difficult. They're so oh hard. Gosh. Even just like a simple bruise, it's so easy for it to go wrong. And this yeah. level of gore. Emmys, Emmys all around. Deserved her yeah. eye, and then like the the rays on her cheekbone, like that's what I could not get over. I yeah. was just like, whew. And yeah. the cut on her arm. Yes, yes. How deep it was. There were things that I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really got me the bloody handprint on Pete's shoulder as he's walking out of the room to get Sheila, the nurse that she requested. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Her yeah. back. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked in depth about work best friends on uh the episode that Lauren was on, four point five. Okay. And obviously like in a much more comedic way, but yeah. In offices that I've worked in and just you know, shows I've been in, you have a work best friend that you like giggle around with, and then you have mm-hmm. someone that you go to right? When you need something and not in like a needy way, but like in a trusting way. Yes. So I liked that Charlotte knows that she can go to Sheila when she needs something like that. Sheila will get it done. I liked that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was happy that she had someone in mind that um, someone that she knew was going to respect her privacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. I commented on how um, anxiety-inducing all the, that photo taking must have been. Like, oh, yeah. you know, just thinking about it being sensitive to her eyesight after having her eyes beaten in like that. Yeah, that was yeah. Even just seeing that take place was just yeah. Hard. Yeah, I I also kept thinking a long time ago, someone I knew got a very very minor concussion mm-hmm. and tore their retina. Oh wow. 
So if they can just get like a very minor concussion in like gym class, and obviously all brain injuries are bad, but Mm -hmm. imagine the trauma to her eyes. And then as you said, all those flash bulbs going off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And she, I can, I mean, it just goes to show how great of an actress she is, but um, it almost seemed like every time it flashed, it was painful to her, yeah. her eyes to like experience. Uh. And then we go to the bar. Yes. It's jarring. Yes. And I said, of course, of course, of all times for Cooper to be inebriated. <laughs> yeah. So inebriated. Oh my God. To the point that I was like, have we ever seen Cooper that belligerent before? It's like, this is not the time. No, not the time or the place. And But I did. This is like my one funny note of the episode. Coop goes, huh? I like you. And Amelia goes, I like everybody. <laughs> I do remember that. I feel like yeah. in, another, in another timeline, Cooper and Amelia could be really good together. I could see it. I feel like yeah. they are like very similar personality wise. So when I saw that happening, I was like, whoa, this is like. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that explored. Yeah. Yeah. I would too, actually. Yeah. I, not Obviously not right now. Cooper has no. other things he needs to do, but. Of course, no. But I think I would be more interesting in seeing that play out than like Amelia and Sheldon. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think about that? Oh gosh, that was that was comedic to me, and I'm so glad that it didn't happen because it yeah. was something that I, think I really wanted to see. To be honest, um, it was you know typical Amelia to try to pursue it, but I but I thought that to me Sheldon's response, I think I would have had a really hard time believing that Sheldon would have realistically been down to do it. So I loved how they how the writers did that because I was like, yes, that is the exact response that I would expect of Sheldon. So. I was proud of him. I agree. <laughs> I I meant to ask you if you had any like big picture takeaways from the first chunk of season four. Oh wow, um, several. Um, I I think I was I think I was surprised at how like well Naomi took the um, Addison and Sam thing, and I think mm-hmm. one of like the moments that I was um, that I felt like I could really like relate to was was. Um, was when Sheldon basically gave her permission to like, to feel and to like, be like angry about it. And when she wrote up that note and read it to Addison, I was just like, yes, absolutely. Because you, you know, yes, it's your ex-husband, but like, it's your ex-husband and your best friend that are now in relationship together. And like, you have a right and deserve to like, grieve through it you almost like have to allow yourself to do that to get on the other side of accepting it and I'm like Mm -hmm. I feel like that can be applied in many areas (laughs) in life and it's like it's a hard thing that like we just as people um don't like to do because we we don't like to hurt and feel the pain and the reality of things but it's like it's almost necessary to have to like to have to feel it and so that you can work through it to get through it on the other side. So I liked seeing that happen in a, of course, a really condensed TV magic amount of time for Naomi. So, yeah. And it was funny seeing her little digs at Addison. (laughs) Oh, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. But we get like no Naomi this season so far. I noticed, and then to the point that it made me wonder, because um, they were saying um, it was her and somebody else that they asked where they were since the Charlotte thing, and they were like, "Oh, they both they both would know what to do." It was Naomi Sheldon. and Sheldon, and I was just like, "Audra must have been doing something um, at this time." But I, I've lo- I've loved the season four so far. It's been good, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Season four is a a good season. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Kick it up a notch, <laughs> right? Right. I do miss Del though. I miss Del too. I miss Del too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the whole Betsy narrative was really that was like sad too. Oh yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you oh, <laughs> when when you were like they're not going to put her in foster care, are they? And I go behind my mic. You go, are you hiding from me? because and then that was so yeah and that was tough it was like they were faced with a hard decision because it was like yeah Dell, like you know when Sam said how like Dell literally like took care of Maya like took care of my child so like dealing with that of like you know who am I not to dealing with the guilt of you know saying no 
to taking Betsy after it's like, but that's a hard thing. And it's like, but it's, you know, one thing doesn't necessarily mean just because Dell was there for Maya in that time in her life doesn't necessarily mean that Sam and Addison would be the best parents to take in Betsy. So it's like one thing doesn't really mean another, but exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All good stuff. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. Back to 4.7. I, every time and am floored that Charlotte calls Addison. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, obviously, not just because Addison is the lead of the show and it makes sense storyboard wise, but like personally and personality wise and professionally, it makes, makes sense. sense yeah yeah and and then when addison backs her up on not wearing underwear when she knows she knows that yeah that was yeah. a moment that was they played that really well i thought yeah yeah Mm-hmm. And I had been wondering too, because something, because something specific about this episode, like I have had watched this episode out of context before, I think, and I kept trying to remember. I was just like, was she raped? And I couldn't remember until that moment in that scene, and I was just like, I knew it, because I was just like, it was just, yeah, so brutal of a beating, and I just remember that there was something that made the stakes very high about her assault, and yeah, yeah, because it's mm-hmm. about power. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a note that says, no rape kit. She's keeping her privacy and her pride, but Addison knows. And then yep. I wanted to write a note. I hope Addison keeps some – I don't. but then I didn't know what to write. Like evidence, keep some, some kind of evidence. something because I knew she yeah. did. But Yeah, I was I'm so glad. glad that she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah into the police station i have a funny quote from sheldon talking to lee McHenry. i'm not a cop i hate cops they call me shelly and i hate guys who call me (laughs) shelly or sheldon i'm sorry (laughs) yes there was and i was really interested to see like how they were gonna um kind of like teeter that fine line with the comedy because it's like we know that the show is still very much you know good and like known for that so i was just like how are they possibly going to work in comedic moments into like such a heavy episode and they still found a way yeah in all the right places too yeah right Mm it's really delicate yeah i just think sheldon is so good at his job like 90 percent of the time which is more than i can say for most people in this co-op yes i literally i don't know if i have it for this one um i actually think that it is the next episode but i commented on this like sheldon is very good at his job (laughs) yeah like when he says i'm on your side like obviously he's not he's trying to figure out what happened But I guess he believes it enough to say it in the way of like, I'm on your side because you don't want to be bad. You don't want to hurt people. I will help you not hurt people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's like such a, yeah, it's amazing. And I guess that's why they're trained to do what they do. But the, almost like the mind games that I hate because it seems like it diminishes what they do, but like the mind games that you have to play in order to get, get the information that you need, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to to help the person who is mentally ill is like, that's a lot. Yeah. What was that Netflix show in Pittsburgh? Were you in that? Archive uh, 81? No. Well, you were in that one, right? Yes. But you talking about the the one About serial killers, mind... Mind Killer. hunters, yeah. Mind I hunter. Did. I was in it as an extra, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they talk, a, yeah, they talk a lot about that in that getting in the mind of a serial killer, right? I didn't watch. Yes. I only watched a season, I think. Probably the first one, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the second one was more focused on one specific um, case in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, that's a great show that they like delve into that really well. Mm-hmm. In Criminal Minds. Yes, yes. Which is getting a revamp. Is it? I did not know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. On, I believe on Netflix. We'll gotcha. See. Okay. We'll see. 
Yes. Uh, When Lee McHenry says, I had a bad night, I feel like that's essentially what Katie said as well when she was trying to get forgiveness from Violet, which I don't exactly have anything to say about that, but it's interesting to know. Saying like, I had a bad night, I was in a bad way, something like that. Yeah, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think about that too. But yeah, it's so interesting how general they are when they, yeah. Yeah. After having just like committed a crime. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have a really interesting trivia note down at the bottom that I'm going to bring up here. Okay. um, Because I'm to the part now and we can pause and go back if you're not there yet where Cooper is collecting himself at the door the first time he sees Charlotte and Charlotte's trying to smile let me scroll to it Paul Adelstein and Katie Strickland were kept apart on set until they were actually shooting the scene where Cooper sees Charlotte for the first time in order to get an honest reaction from them wow Oh, wow. I see. Oh, my gosh. That's some, like, dance at the gym, West Side Story stuff. Very much so. Very, very method of them. Well, it worked. (laughs) That was a really powerful, powerful moment. Thought seeing each other for the first time after that happened. Yeah. And then seeing her comfort him was also very, like, it was just so... That was my next note, too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even think I made a note about it. I just, like, just mentally, that was, like, in the sequence of the scene, I remember that happening next. And I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, and he's still so drunk. Mm -hmm. And I guess he can't hug her torso because of her injuries. Sure. But just the angle of, like, he's hugging her legs. Mm-hmm. And she's comforting him. Just feels like. Yeah. And then the next scene when Amelia is disclosing her current drinking to Charlotte while she's mm-hmm. in CT. It's like, oh, like, yes, absolutely tell Charlotte you're here to support her. But maybe don't like give her all of this emotional baggage to carry at the same time and don't make her carry that weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a lot to put on someone who just went through an assault and it's like, and I don't know, there was moments where I was trying to figure out if Amelia was um, confiding in her for, for selfish reasons, or if she was trying to distract Charlotte, but it, it seemed like Amelia was seeking help and it's just like, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think it was a mix of both, Mm. but it was not the right time or the right place. Right. Exactly. But now their real friendship begins. So I'm really excited for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought about that too. um, By the, yes, yes. Addison talking to Sam saying it's been a hard night again is mirroring what Lee said to Sheldon yes I feel like if this were a Grey's Anatomy episode and it had to be the title of a song it would be a hard day's night from the Beatles Ooh, good choice okay yeah and then what really got me and what got Addison I think Mm -hmm. is when Sam says I'm so grateful it wasn't you Sam said the quiet part out loud Mm-hmm. Yep. Not even knowing. And I feel like he he could have said that without saying it. Like he could have physically said that with a hug. Or Absolutely. With, or just I'm glad you're okay, you know. Yeah. 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 Give me subtext. Yeah. The way he said it was like, yeah, seemed very very specific and almost like too poignant that it's like okay but it still happened to someone that we know and care about you know yeah like, yeah yeah and which doesn't and, make any better. but knowing that Shonda Rhimes wrote this episode and how intentional she is with everything mm-hmm. it also makes me wonder like why those words mm. Addison brings it up I think it's later in this one when they're yeah when they're sitting in 
the waiting room. Okay. When Amelia brings all the the snacks. Yes. She's like, but it wasn't me. or It wasn't us. Okay. She throws okay. it back in his face. Okay. It's much easier to talk about this episode than I thought it would be. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like watching it, the episodes are like 45 minutes, right? Ish. Yeah. Plus however many billions of commercials they put in. I was about to it, say, do you have Hulu premium? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Either, I share yeah. with my family, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm complaining. <laughs> my brother's ex-girlfriend's Hulu account still. <laughs> so I'm like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I – and it, it took me so long because I kept pausing and I had to, like, take a break to, like, breathe or, like, get more water or I just mm-hmm. really had to pace myself. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, not expecting – yeah was not expecting because I had started last night the end of four six I, fi- I finished four six because I was watching some of the episodes um during my dinner break yesterday between shows just like watching it on my phone and then I came home and was watching it and I was like in bed and like and the ending of four six took me by such surprise that I had to go back and rewind and re- rewatch because it was like I blinked and I was like what is happening? Yeah. And that's when I remembered like, oh, I've seen this episode before. And and so, yeah. It really made a splash. It was not on like the news, but it, it was, I feel like it was maybe on like Entertainment Tonight or something, but it really, it made a splash in entertainment circles of just like I how. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you rewind season four, episode six, to the waiting room, no, I'm sorry, the lobby of the hospital, the lobby of the hospital, you see him sitting there and ask her, and she says, we'll be with you in a minute, sir, or something like that. So you Because s- I don't even remember their interaction. To be Because you wouldn't, like, it's so minor. Yes. And I had it in my notes for 4.6. And then I said, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but but then I figured it was a spoiler. So I would just bring it up this time. And I don't have a timestamp. But it's. No, that's okay. No, thank you for telling me. Because I meant to do that. And I was just like, I should go back. It's within like like, 10 minutes of the end of 4.6. And he's there. He's sitting in a chair. He's looking distraught. Um, And. So that was really good placement. But then it also makes me wonder, right. from a business standpoint, he would have to be a special guest star for this episode, right? Yeah. So he would probably be billed as a guest star. But then for that episode, for 4.6, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any lines. Does he still get that guest star paycheck? I don't know. That's a great question. That seems like a like a contract yeah. thing. I would imagine that they would probably were, were tr- probably were trying not to pay him as much as the four seven because he's doing significantly exactly. less. And they also probably didn't want to give it away. Although, mm-hmm. hit the actor being who he is, like his face is very recognizable. Right. So it's kind of like how if you're watching SVU or Murder, She Wrote or any procedural, if you see like, I don't know, who's another, Corey Matthews, right? Or yeah. Um, yeah. Brandy, right? <laughs> or Tia and Tamara Mowry. Yeah. Like you're not, right. they're not just going to have one light. Like they're going to be an important character. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Do we have any agents who listen to our podcast? If so, number one, sign me. Number two, answer our question. Thank you. <laughs> my manager quit the business. <laughs> Thank you. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Me oh, too. <laughs> oh, understood. Understood. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on the lookout. I'll keep an eye out for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, speaking yes. of things that were difficult to watch. The suture scene mm-hmm. was so hard to watch. I had notes about that too. Yeah, I did not. Know. When, she, when she asked her, when Cooper asked, actually, rather, how many more, oh, 
and she said 50, I wanted to like pass out for Charlotte. Like, you know, and what was the reasoning? Cause she was allergic. She's allergic to, to local anesthetic nurse. and she is addicted to narcotics. But that makes me think like, That's- does that include not icy hot, but you know, the thing that you can like put on, like you spray on to numb the area is that a local mm-hmm. anesthetic? It doesn't have to be like epidural level, just something that would numb it. A little something. I think it is. I think that would still be considered that. Um, oof. Yeah. Or like an ice pack she did that. for 45 seconds. Anything, anything just to like <laughs> take the edge off, yeah. you know, just like, oh God. Yeah. At least Cooper has experience helping loved ones after a trauma because <laughs> he's going to need it even more. Yes. Yes. That part. Right. Because I feel like Cooper's going to need just as much <laughs> therapy after this as well as Charlotte. And it's hard. It's like it's hard to help someone else through trauma and stuff like that. Because, I mean, as we well, have we seen it? We've seen some glimpses um, of it already, but like, you know, him getting kind of the brute of her hurt, you know, which is what everyone actually, not just Cooper, but, you know. So when in this episode did you realize that the person Sheldon was interviewing was the person who attacked Charlotte? To be honest, I, I honestly thought from the from the jump, and I think I think part of that has to do with like I think I definitely saw this specific episode before, mm-hmm. and then I just thought like, oh, surely it makes sense that the person, and I was looking at his shirt and um, seeing the blood on his shirt and everything, so I was just like, I I feel like I connected the dots pretty early to the point that I was just like right I was just like that it has to be him right it's not like it's someone that they haven't shown yet so pretty early on and that's with me even still missing the or forgetting about the moment where Charlotte told him hold on a minute so I've I've, I felt like I knew pretty immediately yeah and again they didn't highlight that moment like at all it's just because I knew it was coming got you okay the very first time I watched this Mm-hmm. I thought that Lee's girlfriend that he was talking about, like who was like uh, emasculating, I thought that Lee's girlfriend was going to be Katie or someone like super full circle who we knew. Oh, wow. And then we were going to find that person dead. I thought because, I, I mean, I figured out eventually, like I, I, I think the first time I watched, I like – I was like, it's probably connected, but it's maybe not connected. So I was thinking yeah. of all the different things in my head. And I was like 16, 17 watching this the first time. But yeah. I was like, wouldn't it be cool slash terrible if, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had that her this, it, describing her, the experience to Addison was very chilling. And to be honest, that is specifically what I remember from seeing this episode before because mm. I remember like the I hate to quote it because it's like the worst part of the monologue but when she says like um things being ripped that you didn't even know you had um I specifically remembered that line from that monologue and when I watched it and I was just like Phew. yeah mm. mm-hmm. what a lot yeah this the writing yeah. of this episode is so just it's so stark yeah yeah. And, and it's like, it's not, it's, it's not so bad that you feel like I have to turn this, like, like, I mean, breaks, I think like people like, of course, take the breaks that you need when necessary. But it's like, I think that they did a really good job of being like, it wasn't so overwhelming that you felt like you couldn't continue watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, but it was poignant enough that it was just like, we want to get the seriousness of this issue across. Um, I thought they did a really good job with that. I agree. I agree when Pete comes in and starts helping with holistic meds I really enjoyed that 
because yeah. she goes, you know how I feel about that stuff. Because yeah. remember in the first the first time we met her when she couldn't sleep and she came in and then she's walking around with the needles in her face and she's yeah. like, Marr. right, right. <laughs> not into yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of moments between her and Pete. Um, yeah, and yeah. they haven't had that many interactions. They really haven't. Yeah, even seeing him. Um, it was just like a moment where he like stroked her face. I think in that same scene, I was just like, that was just like really beautiful. Yeah. I think it was important that the person who found her wasn't someone she has had a relationship with. Mm. So it wasn't Cooper obviously. And it wasn't Sheldon. Right. I think that makes and the most. She, yeah. She's gone head to head professionally with Sam a few times. Mm-hmm. So if it was going to be, a man I think that leaves us with Pete you know yeah yeah that makes the most sense yeah when Pete asks where it hurts the most and she says my soul whoo yeah I think I wrote that down too and then Violet says I think we're cursed (laughs) yeah pretty much right basically that's the part where they're sitting in the waiting room with the junk food. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I don't have a timestamp, but the very last second of that shot, Violet opens up whatever they're supposed to be, Fritos, Cheetos. Mm-hmm. And prop food is different than normal food. Mostly, not even like the edible part of it, but the packaging part of it mostly for sound purposes and uh copyright obviously Mm -hmm. but chip bags are normally super loud Mm -hmm. and this chip bag when violet opened it it just popped open like one of those snap bracelets yeah (laughs) gave me gave me a laugh (laughs) because it just went like (laughs) the perfect noise yeah (laughs) or lack thereof really right especially right Mm -hmm. I only have a few more do you have much I honestly don't know no yeah I can Um, tell when you remind myself to write things down no you're totally fine no I think that though after just when um, Charlotte had flipped the tray and like threatened um, Cooper saying that the marriage would be off if he called her a victim again and Mm -hmm. it was like probably like the first you know, violent flash of anger that we had seen since she had been assaulted, that she had taken out on Cooper. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is going to be a a long road of healing. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. And then the end montage where mm-hmm. we see the flashes again. That's the part that I couldn't watch. Okay. Yeah. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any notes about that. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I, I just had a note of, I just said Cooper looking at the crime scene. That was really Yeah, intense. when he when he um, slashes the whatever sticker. Yeah, like, in yeah. Exactly. Aren't you going to be in trouble? And is it Violet with him? Yeah. Y- yes, uh-huh. It's Violet who follows him in there. Yeah. Because I was like, you can get in serious trouble for like, tampering with the crime scene right yeah and wouldn't you want to leave it as is so they can get as much evidence as they can on him like exactly you can see pictures after right yeah thinking yeah anything yeah. before miscellaneous no girl no nope. okay um our episode with lauren when we the one where we were talking about work bffs mm-hmm that set up Sheldon as being on the 5150 team and the parole team. And like, he goes in and says, this person is eligible for parole is not the right Mm -hmm. word. Suitable is not the right word. Like basically Mm -hmm. this person is mentally and emotionally able to leave prison. Basically he's on that team. Um, I thought that that was great storyboarding of having it be in, I believe it was 4.5. Okay. So it wasn't like hitting you in the head, like episode before this, remember Sheldon goes in the, in the criminal justice system. Don't forget he's a part of it. Right. But, but still it, it, 
it was smart that this wasn't the first time that we know that Sheldon is a part of it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And there are just, there are too many ads in this episode. I need to talk to the CEO of Hulu. They really need to like chill. It's like every two minutes. Yeah. And then it's two minutes or three minutes of ads. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com if you are the CEO of Hulu. Uh, We need to talk to you about the number of ads. Thank you very much. Thank you. Lord. My very last miscellaneous note is 42 minutes and four seconds. First of all, Charlotte's wearing flats, which we rarely, if ever, see. Very true. I didn't even know she owned flats. Right. She's walking down the hallway with uh, Cooper holding her up. Mm -hmm. And the looks that she's getting, even from people she knows and loves, are so different than the scene in Grey's Anatomy season 15, Silent All These Years, with the wall of women. Do you remember that that episode? I do. do. The the wall of women and the looks of support Mm -hmm. and not admiration, but just the looks of support and love and acknowledgement are so much different than the looks that Charlotte is getting in this hallway. And it yeah. really just makes me want to like have like I'll be on one side and you'll be on the other side and we'll have giant poster boards and we'll be like blinders for her <laughs> so that the people on the side can't see her. Yeah. We'll do that. Meet with St. Ambrose in five minutes. That's like a plan. <laughs> okay. No, I totally thought this. I said the same thing. I said, I can't imagine how she felt walking through all those people like that. Like, you know they yeah should have been cleared out for her to comfortably yeah. get to the next destiny yeah like that I mean like and then I think about like physician like professional physicians anyway and I was like I feel like you should know better than to stare at you know anyone boss. That yeah. exactly, that's in harm yeah I just wonder like what those uh what what do they call them in in normal people offices mid-year reviews uh-huh. I'm sure Charlotte runs them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I would think so. Your work this year has been subpar. You're staring a little bit too much. Uh, think about right. that. Or, you know, we might have to cut back on your hours. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I never stare. Oh, yeah? You sure about that? <laughs> anything. Anything to get them. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know what you did. Right. Did I ask if you have more miscellaneous or did I think about asking if you had more miscellaneous? You, you did. Yeah, you did. I, I really didn't. That was okay. really my thought <laughs> about her walking through. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So our Sam style for the week. Yes. Takes a bit of a turn here. Uh-oh. Because we got to that 42 minutes and four seconds that I just had that note about. And I was yeah. like, wow, haven't taken note of anyone's clothing because I've been so preoccupied with everything else. Yes, understandably. Thankfully, Dr. Bennett is wearing a gorgeous purple thin striped collared button down with a dark gray v-neck sweater and khakis and a very prominent silver watch. Okay. He looks so handsome. And it's something that I feel like a doctor, like a general practitioner, cardiologist, whatever he is these days, would actually wear to work. And he just looks so handsome. I suggest you go back and take a look at it. Going to have to. Okay, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Who's our guest star spotlight? Our guest star spotlight is Mr. Blue Deckert, uh, who plays Detective Joe Price. Um, And... There was not much on Mr. Deckard, but he was born on January 20th, 1951 in Texas. He's an actor known for films like The Rookie, which was one of my favorite films when I was younger, the Disney film, um, Michael and The Stepfather. And um, again, not too many uh, trivia facts on him, um, but I was interested by like the many different names that he uh goes by he has like several alternate uh names um blue deckard ed deckard 
Edward Blue Deckert, Edward Blue Deckert. <laughs> there's, there's different <laughs> different spellings in his personal details that I thought was interesting. So I was just like, I don't know how he chooses which one to go by for which projects, but <laughs> maybe close friends know him one way compared to the other. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Bowling team says blue. Right. Rowing team says Ed. He switches it up. He switches it up from time yeah. to time. But no, he has a wonderful resume um, from shows. I don't know if you remember the show Providence, but... Sounds very familiar. My mom used to watch. It was another um, doctor show. And uh, yeah, that was popular in like the early 2000s. Um, and he was on that Heartbreak Hotel. I'm trying to think of other ones that are pretty familiar. I think that those are about it. Mostly um, series uh, from the 90s and the 80s. So early 2000s. But nice. So he he's taking his retirement after this pivotal role. In yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's Mr. Blue Deckard. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Our trivia for this episode. This episode scored 10.18 million viewers, making it the last episode of the entire series to have more than 10 million viewers. Wow. This is the highest rated episode in the series. So most of our episodes have been in the sevens, I'd say. Yeah. So 10.18 million viewers is huge. That's a lot. This episode is unique when it comes to music as only classical music is used. And I did mm. notice that. Mm. The note I said before, which is Paul Adelstein, who plays Cooper, and Katie Strickland, who plays Charlotte, were mm. kept apart on set until they were actually shooting the scene where Cooper sees Charlotte for the first time in order to get an honest reaction from them. Katie, play Katie filmed... Katie filmed a PSA for Rain, R-A-I-N-N, and took on an active role in the organization. Yeah, a heavy one. Yeah, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right, two ratings and MVPs. Great. My MVP is Charlotte. I don't yeah. have any elaboration. She's my MVP. Yeah, yeah. She, um... <laughs> yeah, I think that she, even even seeing the way that her character has handled um, her assault, and I think about like just other assaults that I've seen take place on TV. It's like a, it sounds so um, you know cliche, but it's just like a, a very specific strength. Like I feel like we had yet to see her, and not, not that like her not grieving is what makes her strong, but just like. But I think in spite of not having the time or like the space to really grieve, she's still put, pushed through. Not that she should have to, but like there's still something, <laughs> there's still something so admirable about how strong she's trying to be, even though she doesn't have to be, you know, um, so that, you know, I, I would agree. I can't really, um, yeah. The only other person I would think would just be, uh, to say Pete he's like the first the one who comes to mind just to how he mm -hmm. was the first to see her and how he's cared for her um you know each and stepped aside when it was his turn to step aside and didn't ask anything from her from anyone else yeah exactly exactly yeah exactly that too mm -hmm. yeah I have been ragging on Pete lately so oh really okay mm -hmm. <laughs> cutting them some slack this time <laughs> yep yeah. So I was thinking about my rating. Mm -hmm. And I tried to get specific with it while still being authentic with it. Yeah. So you're on the beach, you're at the beach, mm -hmm. you're in the water, and you're swimming, and the waves are super rough. Like mm -hmm. there's maybe a hurricane going to come this weekend. They're super, mm -hmm. super rough. Mm -hmm. and you're having trouble swimming, and people try to help when you're maybe drowning, maybe not drowning, um, mm. the waves are attacking you. Mm. Yeah, just hurricane waves while you're swimming. 
people try to help, but it feels like a horror movie and it's traumatic and it's awful. Mm-hmm. But also, of course, other people will make it about them. Like there'll be mm-hmm. one lady on the beach being like, I was reading my book and then I saw this and then I started to film it and then I went viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, and then someone will say, but I saved her. I saved her. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. How I about was... you? What's your rating? Girl, I have been racking my brain about it. Was just like... Yeah. This side of the most, but I don't know if it's just because I, um, when my family visited most recently, we went to the pier here in San Francisco, and my brother and I rode this this ride um, that like took you up and down, and when you went up, you could see the view of like the whole pier and everything. And I was just thinking about um, it didn't it didn't flip over. Thankfully, that would have been crazy, but um, but the beach theme, thinking of like the pier and things like that, uh, like. I feel like Charlotte's perspective, like this is just the the way in which it happened and how it happens in any victim's life just very much feels like your, your world gets turned upside down. So thinking about, you know, when you, you know, you're going through life, you're going, you're going to plan to ride this ride and, um, you know, you're, you're not sure exactly what's going to happen next. Um, and just out of nowhere, like your world can literally get flipped upside down um and like charlotte's has and like we know that she has a past from the things that she shared um uh even what it was narcotic narcotics is that what she's addicted to yeah um and so we know that she like you know has a past history as as everyone does but um but this traumatic event i feel is one that really um has turned her world and the world of those that she loves upside down um much like much like a, a ride at the pier on the beach would um yeah. so yeah that's that's my rating it's a bit of a reach but i don't, I don't think that. so i think it's great thanks <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for joining us for this week's episode of beach houses and babies a private practice recap podcast Please follow us on Instagram at BHAV Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show. Plus, we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 4, Episode 8. They are all available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT.